your personal philosophy of fundraising. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined today by Dr. Jean Temple, Dean Emeritus of the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, and by Dr. Sarah Nathan, longtime staff member and faculty member of the fundraising school. And we are here to talk about chapter one of Achieving Excellence in Fundraising, the fifth edition that is published in 2022. And the first chapter, Jean, is all about developing your personal philosophy of fundraising. And this goes back to the first edition, but for this fifth edition, there have been some important updates. Help our audience understand what's being described in this first chapter. Well, Bill, I think we uh, really owe a great deal of debt to Hank Rosso for this whole notion of, of a philosophy of fundraising. So in 1991, when he published Achieving Excellence in Fundraising for the very first time, uh, he, he, he laid out what he thought uh, should go into a personal, into a philosophy of fundraising, but he didn't personalize it. Uh, it wasn't accessible. It was just he, something he put out there uh, for people to read, to look at, maybe to accept. Um, but with this chapter, I've taken, uh, I've, you know, uh, I've taken on Sarah as a co-author co of this chapter. And uh, it really for the 21st century, uh, for 2022 and beyond, uh, Sarah thought it was important that this chapter uh, refocus and really try to engage somebody in developing a personal philosophy of fundraising. So we've taken some of the work that Hank did and enhanced it with some other things that people might consider in developing their personal philosophy of fundraising. And I think Sarah's probably, it's her idea. So mm -hmm. she's the best person to talk about that idea. Sarah, what does that mean to develop my personal philosophy of fundraising? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I will add that we are inspired by Hank Rosso's idea of fundraising as the gentle art of teaching others the joy of giving. And yet we all bring our individual life experiences as uh, givers and receivers, as individuals who grew up in big cities or small cities, all of those life experiences we bring uh, to this work as fundraisers. Maybe we're attracted to particular organizations uh, because of our individual experience. And so helping our fundraisers think about who we are as professionals was really important to us in this particular chapter. And especially this um, idea of professional identity is can't really be separated from who we are as individuals. Like when I step into the office in the morning, I don't stop being a parent who cares about early childhood education or about opportunities for my kiddo to learn STEM education. Uh, and likewise, when I'm in the grocery store, I don't stop being a, a leader of a nonprofit organization out and about in my community. Um, so those things are so intertwined that we wanted to help fundraisers you know, be a little bit more re reflective in their work and understanding how they came to this work and then who they are as individuals, how that influences the work that they do um, in their organization. The work of the fundraising school, wherever possible, is research-based, evidence-based. That harkens back to our founder, Dr. Henry Rosso, which is why he donated the fundraising school to Indiana University, which under Gene's leadership created the Center on Philanthropy, which is now the Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. So Gene, wherever possible, the curriculum of the fundraising school is research-based. That research is evident throughout this entire fifth edition of this remarkable textbook. And yet, as Sarah has said, we still need to leave room for ourselves, our own personal philosophy. 
Gene, why is that important? And how do we apply that uh, to our work, to our profession, especially when we think about we're trying to follow the research-based evidence as best we can? Well, I think there's some, you know, it's a good question, Bill. And uh, th this chapter does have some research in it. So some of these ideas about, uh, you know, being, you know, being boundaries, being a boundary spanner, fundraisers are boundary spanners. That is, they have one foot inside the organization, one foot outside the organization. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of research in sociology about people who, who play boundary spanning roles in, uh, in organizations of all types. If you're in the ambassador, if you're a government employee, you might be an ambassador. That's a boundary spanning uh, that's a boundary spanning role. You live in one country, but you work for another country. Uh, if you work in if you work in sales or marketing or any of the um, outward facing positions in business, that's being a boundary spanner. So boundary spanners have to know who they are, and um, and developing a personal philosophy of fundraising is about knowing who you are. And knowing what your values are, knowing what a what the what a, what a, what what ethics are, and how ethics apply to what you do, uh, it's about it's about creating kind of a professional stance about things that connects to your own personal values, your own personal life, etc. So um, I think with this chapter now, Sarah, with Sarah's help, uh, we've we've given people the tools to 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 dig into these ideas so that they can in fact develop their own personal, uh, uh, personal philosophy of fundraising. Now we start with, uh, with a tool that we use uh, over and over again in the, um, in the, in the, in the, in the School of Philanthropy and uh, it, around, around uh, all of philanthropy and that is uh, learning to write your own philanthropic autobiography. Uh, this, there's a lot of research around that are, um, uh, even the research that Paul Shervish did about our ideas about philanthropy go back to our first experience about when we might have received philanthropy or have witnessed philanthropy. And so, you know, Sarah and I have, have the beginnings of our own personal uh, autobiographies in this chapter so that it helps, it might help other people who are reading this chapter start with a paragraph about their own philanthropic autobiography. Why are they doing this? How did they first experience philanthropy? And how did that, how does their work as a fundraiser relate to their own personal experience in philanthropy? Sarah, as you have taught courses uh, for the fundraising school, executive education, professional development, as well as the academic courses at the IU Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, I know the philanthropic autobiography is a tool that you use frequently when you teach. Help our audience understand more, expand upon Gene's description, please, about this tool and what people learn and, and some of the things that you've observed as mm -hmm. students and participants have used the philanthropic autobiography. Sure, and I might answer that by saying what I've learned about myself from working through the philanthropic autobiography. Uh, and as Jean said, this is kind of a, a classic learning exercise that we've been using at the Lilly Family School uh, for decades now. And um, it helps uh, individuals kind of work through their earliest experiences with philanthropy, like uh, Jean just said, as recipients of philanthropy, their role models for philanthropy, um, it, other influential individuals who have been givers or, or recipients um, in their personal lives, um, thinking about where those, um, where 
the values and um, experiences happen for a lot of individuals that might be in a faith-based community. It might be in a school. It was in a parochial school uh, for me. Uh, and just thinking about all those experiences in, in a new way and in a new light and in, in an organized way. And, and the chapter does in fact provide kind of that organization of the philanthropic autobiography, as well as some other components uh, for developing and thinking through your personal um, philosophy of fundraising. And, and I can just say for myself what an important tool it has been uh, as I've, especially as I've navigated a recent um, career transition, that this was the thing that I came back to as I was preparing for my job talk in front of, you know, a prospective board of individuals, uh, that I used components of this philosophy as part of my job talk. And now today, as I navigate new challenges and um, maybe some potential ethical challenges in my new role, that this a philosophy is grounding for me, that this is the thing I can go back to, that yes, this is what, why I know what I know, why I believe what I believe, and helps me make better decisions as a leader. And this is such an important starting point because we believe that philanthropy is part of the human condition and a human condition worth academic study and then teaching to practitioners through the fundraising school. That as I get in touch with my own philanthropic values and motivations, that helps me understand that the donor has philanthropic values right. and motivations. And we're looking to make that connection for the donor with the public service mission of our nonprofit organization. And those are the techniques and themes that then persist throughout the rest of this fifth edition of achieving right. excellence in fundraising. And Gene, as I, we have this you know, kind of broad philosophical conversation, you and Sarah have drawn inspiration from Maya Angelou. How is uh, her wisdom and, and her inspiration part of this chapter? Well, I, I think that, um, you know, we've talked about, we, we talk about um, philanthropy as something that is beneficial to the, to the donor and the volunteer as well. And there's a whole chapter in the, in the book about, that's done by Sarah Conrath, uh, that talks, you know, that the work that academics have done uh, to, to, to um, try to understand the, the, the positive impact that giving and volunteering has on the on the donor and volunteer, and um, and, uh, and 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 to use that as a as a point of inspiration for people who do fundraising work, that it should become something that fundraisers consider as they develop their own uh, philosophy of fundraising, and I like that I I really like the quote from Maya Angelou. She says, uh, you know, that uh, many people say, uh, you know, that it's, it's better to give than to receive. Uh, but, but um, and, and that's what we're getting at here. But here's my Angelou's take on this. She said, I found that among the other benefits, giving liberates the soul of the giver. That it, uh, the giver is enriched as is the recipient. And, um, and more important that, uh, that that intangible but very psychic force of good in the world is increased. So in short, the philosophy of fundraising has to be based on this kind of confidence mm -hmm. that we're actually doing some good, not only for the recipient, but for the donor as well. And, that, and that's what helps, um, I think, um, fundraisers see themselves as an instrument 
uh, yeah. a profession that helps helps donors and volunteers find fulfillment by uh, by through their generosity to others. And I think that's an important aspect of of philanthropy. And I like the way Maya Angelou says it. And Sarah, as we conclude with final advice for for fundraisers as well as for students, uh, you know, fundraising is not about the fundraiser; it's about the cause. It's mm -hmm. about the people in the communities being served by the cause through that nonprofit organization. And as Gene reminded us so well, and with that quote from Maya Angelou, the idea that the donor benefits significantly through the joy of giving, that this is not a one-way transaction, but a two-way transformational relationship with, with so many winners when charitable giving is happening. So it, it's kind of ironic that, uh, you know, with fundraising, it's not about the fundraiser, it's about all these other things, which is why paradoxically we want fundraisers to start by looking at themselves, being grounded, knowing their own philanthropic autobiography. When you think about that, what advice do you have for fundraisers yeah, well, and I, students I, as they encounter this chapter? Yeah, I'm just reminded of some, some really wise advice that I received from my mentor here, Jean, right? That fundraisers don't, what, what is it? it? Fundraisers are not the heroes here. We make these transformational connections um, so that donors can experience that joy of giving that improves our community, you know, in, in X amount of ways. So we do have to be able to kind of take ourselves out of that equation kind of objectively. Um, and I think that maybe this, um, the, the philosophy of fundraising can help us do that, remind us that we're not the hero in the story. Our donors and beneficiaries are the heroes, but we can continue to play that important matchmaking um, role uh, between people who care about causes that matter. Understanding your personal philosophy of fundraising, chapter one that gets us started for the rest of the fifth edition of Achieving Excellence in Fundraising, a textbook that is used in our academic courses in the Indiana University, Lilly Family School of Philanthropy and in colleges and universities across the world and content that informs the research-based curriculum of the fundraising school. The fundraising school available in person in more and more cities across the United States. And of course, we maintain a robust presence online, whether it's recorded courses, so-called asynchronous or live virtual courses, whatever works best for your schedule. Now, we also have custom training designed specifically for your nonprofit, your association, your region, anywhere across the United States, and in fact, anywhere across the world. We have quarterly webinars, free weekly podcasts, and all the information about achieving excellence in fundraising fifth edition and the fundraising school is available on our website, philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. Our guests today have been Dr. Gene Temple and Dr. Sarah Nathan, our producers, Jennifer Boffman and Mike Anthony. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and now you are more fully informed on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm -hmm.